Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Sports Time. There's Aiden. I am Darius Sums, and that's Aiden Munson. And thank you for joining here in Sports Time. There's Aiden. If you haven't already, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and also make sure to hit that bell for posts. Never make sure every video and update from the channel. And Aiden, today we're discussing uh, one of the biggest nights of the year. Very exciting night on Saturday. UFC 264. We well, I mean, not if you actually bought the pay per view, but you know, very exciting night for us. Yeah, very exciting night. Um. UFC 264 saw a lot of incredible fights and a lot of incredible talents uh, throughout the course of that night. And Aiden, we're going to get into the main event later in the episode, but I think uh, there's no other place to start with one of the up-and-coming stars in UFC. Sean O'Malley just completely dominating his competition. Aiden, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Well, Sean O'Malley had a... A long road up to here. Um, he started off by winning the Ultimate Fighter, right? Um, had some drug problems um, that he did not. He he specifically claimed that he was not involved with. Um, ended up serving some suspensions. Came back, um, right? Beat Wineland. We beat Eddie Wineland in that match. Then came in. They came in. His ankle basically self-destructed on him in his fight with Marlon Chito Vera and collapsed. And then he went on that fight and then he went on that amazing, what is now a two win fight, uh, was now a two fight winning streak, right? First, a couple of months ago against uh, another lower match opponent, but still a guy with some experience. And then now against a guy on short notice when he was really supposed to be fighting somebody else, but he got this guy on extremely short notice, which you definitely have to take into account. But I think Sean O'Malley should be put back in the rankings. Um, I think he should be seen as a up and coming contender, not necessarily contender. And I think it's time to give him a real test. I think it's time to give him a real test fight. I think I want to see the Marlon Vera rematch, but I don't think I want to see it immediately. I want to see it a little bit down the road. Um, I want to see maybe another one or two fights, maybe get a top 15 ranked opponent in one of those two fights. Then I want him to get Marlon Vera again. I think that'd make a great co-main event or main event for a smaller scale UFC event, not one on the scale of this magnitude. But I definitely think he's working his way up. Uh, Aiden, from what I saw from this, you know, Sean O'Malley is very, he's a young prospect. And I think from just from an eye test, I do think he could possibly be ready for a top 10 opponent just from the eye test because he completely dominated his competition on Saturday night and I know I'm not the biggest UFC fan but I do know a little bit about it I know that these young prospects you know I'm a huge fan just right. to let everybody know right you know many people make assumptions that for young prospects you should take it slow and you should acquire experience before you know um you title chase and things of that well, I mean he's in a very interesting division there he's got Peter Yan he's got um, Sterling he's got it was which by the way was Sterling I want to see Sterling Yan rematch immediately actually it ended with an illegal need to to his head I believe and I think they should definitely get a rematch but those are the top two guys in the division right now um, he tweeted out perf he tweeted out a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that um, Peter, while Peter Young's waiting for a Sterling rematch, he should definitely try to hit up Sean O'Malley. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think Peter Young would assassinate Sean O'Malley where he is now. Don't get me wrong, I love Sean O'Malley. I think he's an amazing, amazing fighter, but I think Peter Young at this point of his career, Sean O'Malley at this point of his career, Peter Young would assassinate Sean O'Malley. But I definitely agree with you. I think he should get a top 10 opponent. 
um, maybe top 15. Um, but I don't know what the money's gonna be looking like, and I don't know when they're gonna possibly sneak that in. Um, yeah. Right, I think you know Sean O'Malley is, is a young prospect. I do think he's gonna be one of the elite guys in a couple of years. But if you, get, I think if you give him like a real test, real, real, real test, I do think Sean O'Malley could actually step up to the competition. Now, Aiden, um, the next fight, uh, in the final fight before we head into the main event, is the welterweight Gilbert Burns pretty much dominates and defeats Stephen Thompson. Gilbert Burns brings his record up to 20 and 4, while Stephen Thompson brings his record to 16, 5 and 1. Aiden, what are your thoughts on this? I got you. Um, Gilbert Burns got KO'd by Kamara Usman, the best fighter in the UFC currently, I think. Israel Adesanya makes a very good argument, but I think the Jan Blokovich fight really, really fucked him up. Um, I think it was a amazing fight stylistically. I think it was the smart fight for Gilbert Burns, not necessarily for Stephen Thompson. Um, Stephen Thompson's gotten a title shot multiple times, tied with Woodley, um, a lot of controversy, then he fought him again. Tie, uh, it, was a, it was a loss, which was controversial, and it was a tie, which was also controversial. Or I might be getting those two in order. Either way, it was a very controversial two fights with Tyron Woodley, who is now fighting Jake Paul. Um, yeah, but you know what? It's life, man. Um, but it was an interesting fight in a way where Gilbert is trying to work towards that second fight with Kamara Usman. Now, do I think when he gets him again, will he win? I don't know. Um, we saw before him Masvidal. Took a fight on short notice, got lasted the entire fight, came down to a decision, lost unanimous decision. Next fight, fight number two, got knocked out, got slept, which by the way, Chad Ochocinco can never win one of these UFC bets, by the way. It's amazing how bad he is at this. Lost five punt, lost 50K on a Jorge Masvidal bet and lost 30K on a Conor McGregor bet which we'll get into later. Um, I think Gilbert Burns is going to work. He's trying to work his way back to that second title shot, although I don't think. Once Kamara moves up to division, and what, what I see here is, is what's called a roadblock, right? It's in the three, three divisions, the three top divisions for the heavier competitors in the UFC, I believe. It's Kamara at the welterweight, it's Israel at the middleweight, and it's Francis at heavyweight, and then there's that in between with Jan and lightweight, but I don't think he counts more too much into this equation. Um, Israel's never gonna move up to heavyweight or light heavyweight. Israel's never gonna move up to heavyweight right after he got his ass beat at light heavyweight. I think he's trying to work towards back coming up to light heavyweight, and I think the John Jones fight between him and Israel would be very intriguing. And I think John Jones versus Ghana would be very intriguing, but that's where we're at, all right? Francis Ghana was a monster. And I don't think if Israel Azani gets in that cage, Francis Ghana is gonna leave with his head fully intact. If it, you, and you know what I mean. Now, Kamara Usman. Kamara Usman and Israel Azani have gone on the record many, many times on different podcasts, different interviews and things of that nature saying that they would never fight each other. 
right? Nigerian brothers. They won't touch each other, right? That is the problem to me. What you want to see is you want to see the super fight. The super fight's never going to happen. So it creates that sort of roadblock where we thought Khabib was a roadblock because he just never, never lost. This is a true roadblock. People who clearly, people who clearly could and should fight each other, but won't. And I think when Gilbert Burns gets that next title shot, he will definitely lose. I think Gilbert Burns has the prospect, prosperity. I think he has the potential, word I was looking for, to come become a great welterweight, one of the, a great welterweight of all time. But I think that his block is always going to be Kamaru Usman. He used to train with Kamaru Usman. They were very good friends. He recently left training there. So he could focus on battling that opponent. But I I don't think he can beat Kamar Usman. That's my personal opinion, right? If he would move up weight classes and take on Adesanya, that'd be a cool fight to me. I'd also like to see him fight Paul Costa because Paul Costa's situation with the UFC right now, I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, basically what I'm, my, what my theory is here is that it's been a, it is a three king roadblock, is what I like to call it. Where nobody wants to move up, nobody wants to move down. Two people are too people are too too scared to move up to this place because you might get hit by this place. No, I don't want to fight this guy. I know I'm dodging this guy. And I, I don't understand it at this point. But it is what it is and it is what it's gonna be. But let's get to that main event fight that everybody's been waiting for us to get to, Darius. Yeah, man. Um Definitely unfortunate for Conor McGregor, you know, broken angle, you know, he is expected to be on crutches for six weeks, and we're going to insert this clip for Conor McGregor saying, this is what Conor McGregor had to say about his injury, and this is what he had to say post-game about Dustin Poirier, personally. And if we are unable to get in this video because of copyright reasons, then you know. You know, there were just a lot of mixed emotions, but eight and one. What I'm taking from this fight, I don't know if I can count this as a win because just an unfortunate injury. But you look at the first round, you look at the highlights. Justin Poirier definitely won that round, and I do believe that if Connor stayed healthy, I do believe that I do believe that it could have gone either way. But I'm not saying it was just straightforward. Dustin was getting his punches in. And guess what? I just think we should give Constant some credit because he didn't get injured off of a punch. He didn't get TKO'd. It was just an unfortunate injury. But the thing is, for Connor, I, I'm never going to question Connor McGregor's passion for fighting in UFC. And I don't think it's, it's about the lack of hunger. This is about the hype meeting competition that's better than him. I mean, he beat up smaller guys than 145. Even Alvarez was smaller than him. 155 is a true weight class, and he was smoked by the top of that division. That's just how it is. Look at Dustin Poirier. He's still. I mean, up. he even went up to 170 to fight to fight Cowboy. Cowboy wasn't going to go down to 155. Um, it's like a like he stole something from him. So. I mean, he clearly has no problem with the larger weight class. It's just 155 itself is an extremely stacked weight class in its own way, right? And where Connor got exposed by Khabib. Connor cannot grapple for Jackson. 
And I don't care what anybody says and I don't care what anybody tells you. Man is a lefty striker, loves the stand-up game, and that's the most exciting and entertaining form of physical combat, which is why he's such a big polarizing star, which is why he is so big, which is why he's the number one highest paid athlete in the entire world. And that's what it is. And what these fighters want to do is they want to take Connor and they want to take him out of his element. They want to put him on the ground. They want to keep him, keep him down. They want to keep him, they want to keep him smug. That's what happened to Nate Diaz fight. He got him on the ground, submitted his ass. That's 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 simple. You want to be Connor, put him against a submission specialist, put him against a ground and pound guy. Khabib was so dominant in that fashion, in that fight, to where Khabib was beating the sh out of him as he was talking to him and trying to have a conversation with him. He was on him. Connor couldn't get up. He was on him, punching him on the ground as Connor, as yelling at Connor, literally. The man talks a hell of a lot of you know what. But I don't think that it, it, it backlashes a whole lot, but you can't back it up. Mm. A whole lot. And I think there should be a fourth fight. And I'm maintaining my stance on that. Do I think Connor will win the fourth fight? I don't know. Do I think he would have won this fight? He definitely lost that first round. If he could have came back, knocked Dustin out in the second or third, that would have also been entertaining. But now we have an interesting, interesting, interesting fight coming up. It's probably going to be Dustin Poirier, most likely, versus our lightweight champion, Charles Oliveira. The UFC's record holding holder, excuse me, for submission finishes. A true specialist when it comes to the art of grappling. I don't think Dustin's going to be Charles Oliver, if I'm being honest with you. I think this is the new age of Charles Oliver. And did go ahead, Dustin, prove me wrong and make yourself even bigger and make yourself even better and cement your place as a lightweight kid. But truth be told, until Khabib comes out of retirement and finally sucks it up and gets back in the ring again, he's going to be the king of the lightweights because he beat everybody's ass. He beat Connor's ass. He beat Dustin's ass. He beat Max Holloway. He beat he beat everybody. He beat Justin Gaethje. The only guy who he didn't beat was Tony Ferguson, and Tony Ferguson never lasted long enough to get in the ring with him. Okay, Tony Ferguson's career is over in the UFC, and that's unfortunate. Tony Ferguson. I don't know if you knew the situation with Tony Ferguson Darius, but they have tried to make that fight five times between him and Khabib. Five times. A couple times Khabib pulled out with injury. Another time Tony pulled out with injury. Then it was Khabib got stuck. Then when COVID hit, Khabib got stuck in his home country who was under COVID lockdown. Then they make the Khabib, then they make the Gaethje versus Ferguson fight. Then they take the winner and they make that person go against Khabib. Gaethje wins that fight. I don't think Gage's career is over per se, but I, I think that was the height of his career. I think that's the best we're going to see Justin Gage personally. But what I am interested to see is this Charles Oliveira fight versus Dustin Poirier. And what I want to see is I want to see, because if I'm not mistaken, Dustin and Gage have fought before. Let me search that up, actually. Let me search that up real quick. Because if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Justin Gage. Give me a minute. 
Three losses. Yeah, he lost by TKO to Dustin Poirier back in 2018. Um, yeah, so I don't think they're going to make that fight again. I don't know if you want to dust Dustin Gaethje, um, Poirier too. Um, I don't know if you want, if, if now Dustin does beat Oliveira, I think he's going to have a pretty good chance if they can get Khabib to come out of retirement to do Justin versus Khabib part two, but I think Khabib's going to whoop his ass again. And it's unfortunate because Khabib plays the most dominant style of martial arts there is. It's the ground and pound. And it's the least exciting, but it's the most effective. And that's unfortunate to fans and that's unfortunate to us. And if everybody's going to say, oh, that was a dumb fight, why did I pay for the pay-per-view? Well, you don't understand. This is the best way to win a fight. Technically, on the scorecards, in the minds of the judges, on the ground, it's the best way to win the fight. But no, people want to see him standing back up, making all these rules against him. I don't know what this lightweight division as a whole is going to come to. I really want to see somebody come up. Right? Um, I Like, getting back to the topic of O'Malley. After O'Malley had that had the countless ankle injuries that he had, people were saying to him that he should definitely move up in weight class and bulk up. Because getting down to 135 when you walk around at 160 is a little unhealthy. Right? Same thing with a bunch of other different fighters. Getting down to that certain weight class is just a little unhealthy for them, for their body. But I think Sean O'Malley is going to be just fine at phantom weight. And I think once he finally gets to the pinnacle to the top where he thinks he can get in that division, I think he's going to then move up in weight classes. But that's in the far, far, far future. Now back to the question at hand. Do I think this was an illegitimate win? Yes, in a way. It was a doctor stoppage. Dustin was winning the first round. I think maybe the fight could have gone differently. Maybe it wouldn't have. I don't speculate. I just see what I see and go off of that. And now, what we saw in the Tyson Fury, John T. Wilder situation, where it's a boxing, but it's still a form of martial arts, I believe, um, where they invoked a clause in the contract to where they had to take a third fight, because it was really, started off as a tie, then Tyson Fury won that fight, and then Deontay Wilder, if he wins this fight, they'll then have to make a fourth fight which pushes back the fight that everybody wants to see, which is Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury to unite the heavyweight titles. And I don't want to see that type of situation in the UFC because that just makes things more complicated than they need to be. All right. But do I want to see the fourth fight is the real question here. And yes, I do. I don't want this to be the end of Conor McGregor's career. But what I'd love to see in the meantime just to prove that Connor still got it. I want to see Connor McGregor versus Justin Gage. I want to see that fight. I want to see Connor step in the ring with the true warrior. I want to see Connor McGregor step in the fight with a man who's been where he's been and understood the level of competition. I, I, I want to see Connor versus Justin Gage. And that's what I think is the best fight for him right now. It's not, it's not some, it's, it, it's not what everybody, it's not a lot of, it's, it could 
be a lot of other things. And I know you're not, Connor's not gonna get the immediate rematch, but I just, I think we need to see Connor win. We need to see Connor win so we can prove that he is still what he says he is, that he can back up the talk, that he can walk the walk and talk the talk. And I think that the Justin Gaethje fight is exactly what he needs to do that. But at the end of the day, I can only speculate and say what I want and have my own opinion, but it comes down to what the people believe and what the UFC believes and what the rest of sports media believes to act upon. And that is my true and personal opinion on this matter. Right. Um, Dustin Poirier, like, his his resume has been elite in his past couple of fights. Um, McGregor TKO, McGregor KO, Hooker, unanimous decision, Holloway, unanimous decision, Alvarez, TKO, and Pet and Pe- defeated Pettis in, uh, in a couple fights ago. Um, Poirier just outdid Conor McGregor. And the key factor is, it's not the patch of Conor McGregor. Thing is, the main question is, where does he go from here? He's 32 years old, highest paid athlete in the world, going on an ankle injury where he's required to be on crutches for six weeks. And I do believe, listen to that post game interview on ESPN Plus on pay per view, they were saying maybe like six months. And you don't go off of suffering that type of injury going back into a fourth fight versus just yeah. Anderson Silva, who suffered a similar type injury at the hands of Chris Weidman and then Chris Weidman suffering that same type of injury that he delivered to Anderson Silva it was a kind of it was demortalizing the leg the leg the leg breaking is a demortalizing injury in this sort of sport for whatever reason I can't explain it medically I'm sure somebody else could but for whatever reason what comes what has become the most effective kick the calf kick right is the most effective kick in martial arts in the UFC at this point right now. Not martial arts, the combat sports. Calf kick is very, very effective, all right? If you can take out the base, which is the legs, you can win a fight, literally. And those calf kicks, if done by a strong enough person, can be very strong and very lethal. They can definitely break bones, and which is what we saw each time, whether it was either a blocking of a kick in the silver wideman situation, or whether it was how Connor was positioned. It wasn't a hit necessarily that injured him, which is what I'm gonna believe. It's what he said, and I we 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 can't see the fight as well as the person who's actually in the fight, right? So I'm gonna believe him and say it wasn't caused by a hit per se but I would also have to argue that he didn't make the injury even better with the way he was he was it was kind of a stumble it was like he tried to dodge coming back come up forward and you'd have to watch the video to get a better more thorough explanation but yes I understand what you're saying there Jerks. right but the conclusion I've come up with uh, over the past couple of days is that and I know, and I know other guys have said it as well. Other MMA experts. The best of Conor McGregor is over, and we really have to come to the realization of that. 32 years old, suffering a major injury, and we saw how uh, I believe Anthony Silva, uh, Anderson Silva, who who prolonged his career right too 2013. long. Um, it was. Tony Ferguson, also a competitor in the lightweight division, which, by the way, Tony Ferguson versus Conor McGregor 
and Tony Ferguson's prime would be in a very entertaining fight. And I'm sorry we won't get to see that. But, you know, I think that Tony Ferguson is 38, Anderson Silva is in his 40s. I think Conor McGregor, I don't, I don't, I think the very, 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 very best of Conor McGregor is over, but I don't think the best of Conor McGregor is far and few, far and few between. I still think Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor, and I still think that he can be what we believe he can be and what he's became over these years upon years in this sport. I don't believe that he's completely over, and I don't believe that he's completely done. I still think he's got some gas left in the tank, man. Right. I still believe that, and I still believe that he can be an elite fighter at that sport. But what we need to prove to the world and to everybody else that who he is is still who he is and that he's an elite fighter in the sport is what I proposed, which was the Gaethje fight. Right. He, I, I, I never said that he was done, like completely done. Conor McGregor is going to be back. We know that for a fact. He's going to be back no matter what, no type of, no matter the injury he has sustained. Conor McGregor is going to be back in the octagon sooner than later. But the, but another main question I have, not, not just where does Conor McGregor go from here, is that which persona does he take? What demeanor is he going to have? Because you saw in the second fight uh, with Poirier how he was Mr. Nice Guy, and you saw in the trilogy fight where he, where he turned back into regular uh, old Conor McGregor acting like, like like a jack like like a jack you know what but the thing is what demeanor does, does Conor McGregor take he's already been injured he already got knocked out he's lost three of his past four fights what persona are you going to take and if you take that mean persona Aiden you said this if you if you're going to talk the talk you gotta back it up you have to back up your words you have to do that. You just you just can't talk all the smack and get TKO'd and, and and lose again. Because the reputation of Conor McGregor, even though he is one of the faces, you know, the face of the UFC, I don't think you can be the face of the UFC if you can if if you lose in every single fight. He's lost three of the past four fights. He's been knocked out. He's been injured. Where does he go from here? He's thirty-two years old. I'm not questioning the ability. I'm not questioning the passion of Conor McGregor. But you just can't go back into the octagon after suffering an injury like this, going against a guy who's on a hot streak at definitely kicking your you know what. And Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier's resume is elite. Conor McGregor, I wish nothing but the best for him. I hope he recovers. I hope to see him back in the octagon. But he needs to figure out which direction he's going to take, not just who he's fighting, but which demand he's going to take and how is he going to back. And, and now he's going to back his words up. That's all I have to say. Aiden, do you have any final words? Uh, no, I think I said that all that I had to say. And I want to promote this person. I want to let you know that you might not have heard it here first, but I am definitely backing it up. Next fight I want to see is Connor versus Justin Gaethje. The man needs to prove what he still has left. And I want to see that in Connor versus Justin Gaethje. And also, good luck to Dustin Poirier in his in his inevitable title shot against Charles Oliveira. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, definitely interesting. And, you know, especially with these UFC 264, I am low-key becoming a, a UFC fan. I'm low-key becoming a UFC fan. I'm not going to say I'm going to become a diehard fan, but I'm at least going to gain some knowledge, some expertise on this and, you know, teach myself and I hope, and I know Aiden is a big UFC fan as well, and I hope he does help me. So in the future, we can do some more UFC episodes, and as some big fight nights return uh, in the future, we can definitely 
get some more episodes in for you guys. But with that being said, thank you for joining Sports Center. It's an 80. If you haven't already, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. And also make sure that that bell post notifications for every video from the channel. Um, great night of fighting. Great night of, of UFC. One of the best fight nights of the year, without a doubt. Especially for to Connor. And congrats to Justin Poirier. Hope to see him both back in the octagon very, very soon. And with that being said, we will see you guys later on Sports Center. It's 80. Until then, everybody, peace, love, peace, enjoy your day.